Hello, hello, hello. Hi, everybody. It's Joy, and it is the Joy of Social Work podcast. Take two. <laughs> um, so this episode is kind of like an update on what's been going on with me slash a little bit of mental health education, potentially. We'll, you know, we'll see where it goes, you know? Uh, but the last few weeks, I would say the whole of October potentially, have just been really, really, really rough for me. Um, in the month of October, I found out two of my cousins had breast cancer, had surgery for it. Um, both of them I found out, oh my God, I'm about to cry. Both of them I found out after they had the surgery, Um, but, you know, if you've been listening or if you know me, you know that I am not that close with all of my family. So the people that I'm close with, I am close with and that it was, you know, people that I am close with and who I like love and respect and look up to. It was just really hard to hear that news and to kind of have to process feelings. You know, I remember when my one of my cousins told me about her the middle of the month. She's like, I called her to tell her that my aunt had passed away. And she's like, I got to tell you something, but like, I'm going to be okay. And I think I might have talked about this last time, which is a thing that I'll go into with my memory. Um, And I just remembered standing on the street corner crying because it just feels like death is just all over and it is a very hard thing for me to deal with and I kind of just wish God would be like, hey, let's give, let's put a hole on death for Joy's life and, and like the people that Joy loves because she maybe can't handle anymore. Uh, you know, they say, like, if you believe in God and you're a religious person and they, you know, they tell you this thing, like, he only gives you as much as you can bear. Uh, but there are times that it just feels like it's just so much. Oh, my God. We are not even three minutes in and I'm crying. Huh. So the last month has just felt like too much. Not that the last eight years hasn't, but in particular, these last few months have been rough, and I feel like I have maybe regressed or relapsed, depending on what language you want to use, in my journey to, like, being old joy, which is also, like, hard to say and to feel and to wake up every day not being happy, not smiling, and, like, forcing myself to do things that had been feeling a little easier doing, especially in the last, like, since, like, July, August. And now it just feels like, oh, man, we're not doing good. So October was rough. 
two cousins with cancer, aunt dying, um, a student at the the school I used to work with, used to work at, um, died by suicide, and I didn't know him, but thinking about the students and thinking about my work there and just like, it's just like people feeling like life isn't worth living is so hard to hear and so hard to deal with. And it like, it just, it's just been a lot. Um, Work has been a lot. And, you know, I work with kids and my work with the kids is not the part that is hard. It is the adults. It is, you know, the, 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 it's the little things that you don't think about every day that have made work so hard. It's things happening to colleagues that is triggering because it's things that happen to me around the same time of year. Like, it's just, it's been a time. Um, so... I started to feel off or different or like I might have been going backwards maybe maybe two weeks ago. Um, and maybe before that, but maybe like two weeks ago I started to acknowledge it and pay attention to it. So I started to feel like things were different in me because I started to experience um, a lot of the depression symptoms that I've had before. So here, here I go again, if not remembering things. So I'm pretty sure that I've said it before on other episodes or another episode, and if you are just tuning in, hey, welcome. Uh, you're probably like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> um, and if you've been listening, you know, thank you for always being supportive with me and my fun times. Um, but I have never been diagnosed with depression, but I am pretty sure that I have dysthymia, which is persistent depressive disorder, which is like being depressed for years. Um, I have some some dirt some journals and diaries from childhood that if people read they'd be like, wow, um, maybe your parents should have done a thing, uh, because you were going through a lot at twelve and thirteen, but I also think that my parents at twelve and thirteen wouldn't have been able to support me in that, um. Because, like, I had said things at 12 and 13, talked about, like, wanting to end my life and being really sad all the time and having low self-esteem and not really getting uh, the, the supportive answers that, like, if I were to have a child and they would be that age and they would say those things to me that I would maybe say. And, like, not based on my education and me being a social worker, like just me be like just being empathetic and i don't think that i don't think that my parents weren't empathetic i think in those kind of conversations it was uncomfortable probably and just like 
Uh, I honestly think that my parents probably felt like therapy, well, not, and I don't even think, like, I know that my parents did not believe in therapy. They felt like that's what white people did, not for black people. We don't talk about our family stuff, or we don't talk about the things we've gone through to strangers because they're going to use it against us and they're going to blah, 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 blah. And so I know that they wouldn't have done a thing. Um, I remember being younger and telling my mom, like, I just feel like, you know, things would just be easier if I wasn't here. And her response kind of being like, well, if you do something to yourself, we I can't use my insurance money and so you won't be buried. You know, like things like that, which are like not necessarily the thing you say to your child who is probably depressed. But like the that was like the capacity that she had. And that is what she gave me. And that is honestly enough the thing that made me not do it then. Um, and things like what I think about now and not in... in I feel like I've spoken about like being in very low points and thinking like maybe that is the only option. But, you know, the thing that keeps people from doing it is different, I think. And depends on the person. For me, it's been like, what effect will it have on other people? And so, and like not having insurance money. And so, whatever, I guess it helped, but probably not the thing that parents should say to children. So anyway, so over the last few weeks, I have had terrible memory loss. I mean, I don't remember things that happened in the morning, in the eve- in the afternoon. Like, I cannot remember anything at all. And like, memory loss, confusion, and inability to concentrate and focus is kind is are things that happen when you are grieving. So I'm like, all right, maybe like I'm just, it's around the holidays, maybe I'm just thinking about... Rashim and my parents, and I'm just in a bad place because, you know, it's November. And usually this is not my season of, like, my low. My lows are, like, Mother's Day through Father's Day. So it was weird that it was happening now, but I'm like, okay. You know, this is the first Thanksgiving in years that I'm not spending with my family. So I was like, maybe it's that, but I'm going to, like, meet my friend's daughter, so I'm excited about that. So why would I be feeling like this? But but it was just like, all right, this is weird. I'm not remembering anything. Like, if I don't write it down, I don't remember it. There's a great possibility I will repeat myself several times in this podcast because I legit do not remember things. But memory loss is also a symptom of depression. So I've been having memory loss. I've been tired, I've been irritable, I've lost interest in things, I've been overeating, all I want to eat is cheeseburgers, like literally, like every day I just like, I want a cheeseburger, I went grocery shopping, I bought salad and um, vegetables and proteins and all this stuff and I just want to eat burgers, I do not want to eat any of the stuff, I've like been making myself eat it. But like this, sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to eat because I want a burger and I don't have that. So I'm going to eat nothing. Um, and then I've been like anxious, not like as anxious as I think I have in the past, but I've been very pessimistic. Like 
it's probably pretty terrible to be around me. But I think the thing that has like hit me the most is and like made me go like, oh, maybe there's something going on is the loss of interest and also like not being happy about things that I had started to feel better about. So like some episodes ago, I have no idea what episode it was and I should probably know that. Um, but I talked about not being happy for the people around me and not being happy with seeing like people happy, basically. And I feel like that's come back. And so where I had gotten to a place where like people were living their best lives and I was like, yeah, girl, you do you, boo. I'm so happy for my friend. That's my friend. Or like, that's that stranger. Or that's somebody on the internet, or that's someone on TV. Now I don't, I mean, really, though, the disrespect of the Phillies. But now I don't. Like, now I'm like, mm, must be nice to be in a relationship. Mm, must be nice to be a mom. Will I ever be a mom? I don't know. I don't even know if I can have kids. You know, like, and and it goes down such a deep, dark pessimistic journey and road that it is disturbing to me. Um, it's like, oh, wait, wait, girl, bring it back. Like, like I check myself and I'm like, um, do you realize what you are saying and how you are feeling? And I do, and it's just, it's just not good. So I was proactive and reaching back out to my therapist, because y'all know that I don't go as often as I should for a pretty dumb reason of I really like her and our schedules don't work together. But tomorrow, well, so it's Thursday. So tomorrow it's Friday. I have a meeting for work in the morning, and then I am taking the rest of the day off, and I'm going to therapy because I've recognized that there is a problem, and I need to help myself or I need help to help myself because where I can recognize um, like where I am not okay, I need to, I need tools to help myself. I feel like the downfall sometimes of being a social worker is you are really good at helping people with their lives and when it comes to yours, you don't always apply the same things you know. I, you know, can give somebody five million uh, self-care ideas, but when it comes to myself, I'm like, go to bed early. And like that is sometimes me just avoiding the problem. Lately, I've been taking really long baths, like two hour baths. One day was like three hours. Um, I get sad when they're under an hour, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> but, um, I need to, I need a person to help me and guide me because I don't know that I can do it for myself in the way that it needs to be done. Like I can check myself and talk to myself and whatever, but I also know that this depression thing is big 
and I work really hard Monday through Friday, <laughs> eight to four, and sometimes after, to be really good at what I do and to be really there for other people, but I have to be there for myself. And if that means, like, taking time from, not not like time, time off of work, but like if I have to leave early twice a month so I go to therapy until I find somebody else that I vibe with, then that is what I need to do because I cannot do anything for any of those kids, any of the families, any of the staff, if I am falling apart in the corner and can't get out. So that is what I have committed to do for myself. And I am hoping that one day I'll be a little bit better than I am today. I don't have like unrealistic expectations of like, oh, I'm going to go for a month or two and then everything will be better. I know that this is all going to take time. I know that in the past when I've been in therapy, I've not really focused on what the real problem was because it's just been too hard to do. And I think that's why some people avoid therapy is because you have to really like look at the problem or the concern and you have to do a thing with it. And it is easier... Like, the very first time I went to therapy, it was easier to talk about my relationship with my sister versus how I felt about my dad dying. Or when I went back, it was easier talking about um, how much I couldn't stand my therapist versus my mom was about to die. And then when I went, like, to one other session and the the therapist challenged me on like who was my support system and I talked a lot about my friends and she was like well aren't you in a relationship and I and that person at the time wasn't a support they probably tore me down more than I tore myself down I I just like couldn't I couldn't do it and so now I have to do it <laughs> Because I feel like there's just so much riding on it. And I don't like to feel like I am like I do right now. You know, like, there's things coming up, like people's birthdays and events. Every year my friends from college and I have a dinner. And, like, the people are trying to plan it. My friends are trying to plan it. And I'm like, I don't want to go because I don't want to be around people who are happy because I'm not happy. And that's not okay. But, like... But it's the reality. And it's hard to say. And I don't know if they listen. And it might be hard to hear. But I like. I am struggling. Right now. And so. (sighs) I'm going to try to get. The help that I need to feel better. Eventually. So the other day, my job had a 
a staff retreat, bad word for the thing that it wasn't. And one of the the sections of it was about self-care. And everyone felt like we should have just done a self-care thing and not talked about self-care. But like, whatever, that's what they planned. So in the self-care piece, the facilitator was talking about an emotional reserve, which I think is the name of it, but you know, because my memory sucks. That might not be what it's called, but that's what we're going to call it for the sake of this. And he was talking about your emotional reserve and how, like, say it goes from zero to ten, zero being like you're empty and you have nothing to give, um, and ten being you're full and like you got a little bit to give you feeling really good you're like you're like hashtag living my best life and so he asked us to like think about where we begin and end each week where we begin and end each day and like who are the people or what are the things that fills up our reserve and what are the people or things that take away from our reserve and what can we do when our reserve is low in saying like, like I'm at a, say I'm at a three, but like my sister is going to need a five. So I can't talk to her because she's going to take more than I can give. And like being able to, and, and that being part of your self care and saying like, I can't talk to you. I can't be around you. I can't whatever with you today because, or this week or this month because I don't have enough in my reserve to give to you. And like knowing who can give back. So one of my good, good girlfriends since first grade, Lakeisha, she is a social worker, but you know, she like teaches now, which I'm like, hello, just be a social worker forever. Um, she is always a person that I know can fill me up. And I, and I hope that, you know, she says it's mutual, but I hope that it is. And I'm not taking from her and (laughs) leaving her on E, which sidebar is why I don't often talk to people. Like I don't talk to everyone like, like clearly this is different, but like, I don't like call people like, Hey, so I'm really depressed right now, which is why I'm not around although I did post this thing on Instagram which was like what did it say I'm gonna read it because that just makes it easier is there a greeting card for sorry I'm isolating myself for a month I'm having a depressive episode and will definitely and it will definitely happen again so like I can post stuff like that I can talk on this about it but sometimes it's hard to have those conversations because one some people go well what are you depressed about and I'm like Oh, or they're like, oh, it'll get better. Or like, oh, don't say that. Like, oh, you just got to be positive. Oh, you just got to like think good thoughts. And to them, you can think all the good thoughts you want to think. <laughs> Doesn't necessarily make your depression go away. So stop telling people that. Um... But anyway, so she says it's so we, so like we have these morning phone calls sometimes, like not every day that are pretty brief, but like kind of like, Hey, how are you? I'm okay. Or I'm not okay. Or like, this is what's going on. 
This is what's happening at work. This is what's happening with this. Okay, I'm at work. She always gets to work before me because she, like, is getting to work when I'm leaving for work. And she's like, okay, I'll talk to you later, Joy. I love you. And I'm like, I love you, too. And in that moment, I get at least, like, five points, maybe, in my emotional reserve. So I get to work, and on most days, I'm, like, pretty full. Now, by the end of the day, it is sometimes gone, depending on the day, depending on who I had to interact with that day. But it definitely fills me up to feeling better. Now, there's days that we don't talk, or I don't talk to anybody in the morning, and I'm like, if I went to bed at zero... Sometimes I wake up at a zero or a one or a two and I don't have that like friendly, she has like this like very super friendly bubbly voice and like, I don't know, someone being like, how are you? I love you. Kind of like, oh, I'm so emotional. <laughs> kind of like start your day off in a, in a good direction. Um, cause... Losing someone that you really love makes you sometimes feel like, oh, is there any love for me in the world? And I'm not saying that I don't know people love me, but, you know, some days it doesn't always feel like that. Um, And so it's nice to feel like even if for just 10 minutes I matter to somebody, they don't need anything from me. They're not asking me to do a thing. It's not an exchange in the like, hey, can you blah, 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 for me. And if, like, I know she and other friends of have, of course, if I just need to talk about me, they will. And then there's other people who, you know, they call you and they're like, oh, I'm sure people will be like, what's wrong? Why are you? What's happening? And then you start to tell them about what you're feeling and what's going on. And then people will throw their stuff in. And that's fine-ish. Um, and that sometimes just comes with the territory of people feel like, oh, now we're just, we're just venting. We're just talking about stuff. But sometimes it's nice to feel like you're someone's person and someone is your person. And you can just talk to them and feel okay. And... Right now, I don't have a person <laughs> trying to date, uh, which is a whole nother nothing. <laughs> um, so until I have a person, and even once I have a person, I know that I can go to Dr. Smith, and I can talk to her, and I can uh, just be listened to for 45 minutes. And cry and express myself. And if you don't think that you need that, then okay. But if you are somebody or if you know somebody who's like, just needs time to be heard, then therapy, I think, is a good thing for you. If you got all your stuff going on and you don't need to talk to nobody about nothing, 
and you are strong and all of these things, then do you, boo. But I know that I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that I'm not strong. I don't think I'm as strong as people think that I am. Um, or maybe I am and I have the idea of strength confused. But I'm really looking forward to my session tomorrow. <laughs> I am glad I got all these tears out. Sorry if it was made it difficult to listen to. Not sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm going to go work on me because if I'm at a zero, then I'm just giving out zeros. I'm not productive. I'm not helping my staff. I'm not helping my students. Like I said, their families. I'm not helping my friends, my family. I'm not... I'm not any good for anybody. So, I was liking the way that Joy was feeling, and now she's not feeling like that. And that happens because healing is not linear. So, I'm going to do a thing. Thank you for listening. Um, As always, I'm like sniffling now. Oh, this is so fun. Um, Feel free to shoot me an email to joyofsocialwork at gmail.com, joy with an I, or hit me up on Instagram if you follow me, at lionuspoosroar. Yeah. Thank you. We don't say nothing.